I want you to go with me over to uh, Numbers chapter 13 and turn to somebody and tell them it's time to triumph over negativity. If you haven't noticed, there's all kinds of reasons for people to be negative right now. But how do you know that we're called to live differently? Uh, there's supposed to be a difference in us as people of God. You know the story uh, Moses sends in his 12 spies to check out the promise of God. And they come back, we'll just skip uh, to chapter 13, verse 26. And they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. And there they reported to them and the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. Next verse says, but. This is the danger for even the believer. I know this is what we saw, but. I know this is what God's word says, but. I know I'm supposed to be believing you, but. I know I'm supposed to trust you, but. I know I'm supposed to walk in your word, but. Look at somebody and tell them to lose the but. The people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Now watch this. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men, and I say but, the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Now watch the progression of this thing. First of all, they even take note there's some good things about this land. There's great fruit, and here it is. By the time they get to the rest of the camp, even that part of the positive report is gone. It's all negative. And if you're not careful, this, this can be the way it is in your life, and you can lose God's best, because not because it's not God's will for you, but because you've allowed negativity to take root in your heart and your life. So how bad was it? Well, that night, all the people, chapter 14, all the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly and said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in the desert, why is the Lord bringing, on this, bringing us into this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children would be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better if we go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Now watch this. These people hadn't seen anything. They're making this leaping jump to disobedience and rebellion against God, not based on anything they know or saw, but based entirely upon what somebody else had to say. That's the danger here. What we want to do is understand what we're to walk in instead of a spirit or mindset of negativity. Now, where does that spirit of negativity come from? Say that with me, the spirit, spirit of negativity. 
This is not just saying something casually negative or whatever. This is about a spirit that's upon your life. This is something that hangs there and dominates and oppresses and basically dictates everything that you believe, everything that you say, everything that you do. And if you're not careful, this becomes the dominant influence in your life. Now, I want to point out to you, it's not just about what dominates your life. Notice how 10 people came back and dominated everybody's life. I don't know about you, but I believe God has called us to dominate people's lives and influence them in the direction of God's plan, not away from God's plan. We have a huge responsibility as the people of God. Let's talk about this for a moment, the spirit of negativity. How does it come? It comes from, first of all, looking at circumstances instead of the promises of God. You know, if you want to today, you can focus on everything that's wrong, everything that's negative, everything that's got a, a setback to it or something that didn't work out right or a failure in your life. You could do that if you want to, but you're going to set yourself up to walk in a spirit of negativity. In other words, God's promise hadn't changed one iota here. The only thing that changed was how would people respond to what God actually said. Would they get their eyes off of the promise and put them onto the circumstances, or would they believe God? Well, we know that two out of the twelve did. The leader of the expeditionary force, of course, was Joshua and Caleb. That's it. The Bible says of Caleb, further on in chapter 14, but because my servant Caleb had a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I'll bring him into the land he went into. His descendants will inherit it. These Individuals, these 10 individuals, plus those that followed him, were about to lose everything that God had promised. And they hadn't even had any first-hand knowledge of the obstacles. Are you here today? So how does this happen? How do you get into a spirit of negativity? First of all, you look at the circumstances instead of the promises. Now, as far as I can tell, the Bible's still true. Its promises are yes and they're Amen. He's still got a plan for your life. All this nonsense going on in the world doesn't change the nature and integrity of your God. He's still for you, not against you. Amen? Yes. Second thing that happens that, um, that develops a spirit of negativity in us, it comes from hanging around the wrong people. Yeah. Um, I, I, I certainly understand if, if somebody you know work with develops COVID and, and you do the smart thing and you, you separate yourself from that person. I'm going to tell you something. The spirit of negativity is a million times more dangerous than COVID. COVID may affect your health, but this spirit will affect every part of your life. Be careful who you're giving your ear to. Be careful who you're listening to. Be careful who you're allowing yourself to be influenced by because if you do that, it can cost you a whole lot more than just a few weeks of health. Are you here today? A lot of people are just dialed into the wrong resources and the wrong voices out there. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing, but my brothers and sisters, so does fear. So does negativity. Amen. It comes because we look at circumstances. It comes because we're hanging around the wrong people. Number three, it comes because we forgot all the things that God's already done. Answer me this, church. Is this not the same group that have already passed through the Red Sea? Let me ask that again. Is this not the same group that had already been delivered from Pharaoh's hand? Had God not already proven himself time and time again? You'd be amazed how easy it is to slip back into negativity when you forget all the things he's done for you. It's hard to be negative when your mouth is filled with praise and thanksgiving for the things that God has done. 
I think y'all just right now go ahead and give him thanks and give him praise for all that he is and all that he has done. It'll jerk you out of that negativity so fast your head will swim. Amen. You won't be meditating on everything that's wrong and everything didn't happen the way it was supposed to happen. Hallelujah. We need some things that'll jerk us. We got enough jerks around us. Let's jerk ourselves out of this. Amen. Come on, give me some more praise for all he has done, all he has said, all he will do, all he has promised. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't let this ancient trick the devil played on them work on you. You focus on the promises. You make sure you're listening to the right voices. Make sure in your own heart that you don't forget what he's done for you. We could take testimonies all day long and be here all night long of what God has done just to the people in this room and we wouldn't even begin to scratch the surface of the goodness of God in our lives. So amazing how quick we are to forget what he has done when we're struggling with something that doesn't seem to be manifesting in the present. Amen? Well, notice this. and I want you to get this deep into your heart. In this story, there are only two possibilities. One was a spirit of negativity, and one was a spirit of faith. I want you to understand, every day of your life, those are the only two possibilities you'll ever have. Every day, you'll either be walking in a spirit of faith or a spirit of negativity. And it's up to you to monitor the condition of your heart and do something about that situation. There was no plan, you know, three. There was no, I want to choose C here. Either they were in a spirit of faith or they're in a spirit of negativity. Now, that will help you when you get up tomorrow because if you're looking outside and thinking about all the things that have happened or things you're going to deal with at work and you begin to get negative, that tells you you're coming out of a spirit of faith. To come into negativity is to come out of a spirit of faith. To come out of what? A negative spirit is to come into the spirit of faith, but you can't have both at the same time. In 25, 30 years of preaching, years ago, if you'd have said to me, well, how do you walk by faith? I would have said, well, you believe on Jesus, and you know, and you, you read his word, and you go to heaven one day. But I can tell you this, one day I asked the question, what does it mean to actually walk by faith, to actually believe God, to get a hold of his word and stand upon his word and use the word of God, believe in my heart and say with my mouth and hold on to what that word says to see a manifestation, an end of my faith. More details have come through the years about how to walk by faith, but I can tell you if you can get a hold of this, it will help you tremendously. If you are in negativity, you are out of faith. And if you're in the Walmart and negativity is rising up, <laughs> you could blame it on all kinds of things. You could point to other people. You could say it's the circumstances of COVID. You could talk about, you know, the mask police or whatever. You could talk about all kinds of scenarios about why you're negative, but nobody else is responsible for your negativity but you. No one. There was a holy grunt over in this area, so I'm going to try this again. No one is responsible for your negativity but you. No one lives in your heart. No one lives in your mind. No one has control over your mouth. If you're negative, it's because you're negative and it's nobody else's fault. I mean, I look at a, 
a well-stocked grocery store like a Kroger or a Walmart, which I very rarely see. <laughs> Somebody else in our family enjoys that. Me, not so much. But how can you walk into a store that even on the worst days of COVID are still well-stocked, still well-run, and not say God has blind blessed this nation. God has not given us great things. We have no idea how so many people in the world live, and yet if you're not careful, this will slip on the inside of you. And what it means is not everybody's against you or you're having a bad day or I'm just tired of this, whatever it is. It means that you've slipped out of a spirit of faith and into a spirit of negativity and you have nobody to blame but yourself. Now, you know, preaching and the word just taps you on the hand and just affirms you in your error is not helping you. Sometimes we need a little brace of teaching and preaching. Make sense? Come on, shout out. I'm either in negativity or I'm in faith. I'm not both. I'm either with Joshua and Caleb or I'm with the other 10. And how many know how this turned out in the long run was better for Joshua and Caleb? Yes, amen. So there's only two options here. Choose wisely. Let me talk to you a little bit more about the spirit of faith here. When it comes to you know, your life. There's a lot to be negative about, obviously, if you would like let yourself be, but there's also a lot to be positive about. Do you believe that today? And what you and I have got to make up our minds to do is be that positive person, be that person of faith, and that spirit looks like, you know, a certain thing. I'm going to give you seven of these. I want you to write these down, because every day when you get up, you can tell real quickly, are you tending towards the spirit of faith, or are you getting negative because of life? Number one, is you're positive. Say it with me, I am positive. The spirit of faith is what? Positive. Spirit of faith doesn't look at the report and go, well, you know, there's great, uh, you know, it's flowing with milk and honey and lots of fruit and everything's wonderful and uh, there's no obstacles, there's, there's nothing out there, there's no walled cities, there's no giant. That's not what the spirit of faith does at all. The spirit of faith says there's great fruit, there's great opposition, but we can surely do this. You're positive. The faith believer doesn't say or pretend there's no obstacles, there's no mountain, there's no enemy, there's no giants, there's no walled cities, there's no, there's no armaments. That's not what spirit of faith does at all. Spirit of faith looks at the promise and looks at the obstacles and says we can surely do what God told us to do. That's the difference. We're positive. How many believe this world could use some more positive people? How many have family members? They could use some more positive people. Hallelujah. Number two, forward thinking. If you're living in a land of regret and everything's gone wrong and everything that's lacking in your life and all the things that people did to you and said about you and got ugly about you, listen, if you live there, you're never going to walk in anything but negativity. And if you've not been seriously betrayed in this life, just hold your breath. That's not about being cynical. That's just about the way it is in this life. And if you're going to base you being positive or negative, faith-filled or fear-filled on what people do, you're going to be miserable. Amen. Turn to somebody and tell them, sooner or later, you're going to get it. Come on, tell them, sooner or later, you're going to get it. 
I'm so glad I came to church this morning. What did you find out? Sooner or later, I'm going to get it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shondi. <laughs> Do we need to know? Do we need to understand these things? Yes, your positivity, your spirit of faith has nothing to do with what other people are doing. It's what did God say about you? Number three, inspiring. The spirit of faith is inspiring. We see negativity inspire them to rebel. The spirit of faith inspires people to do what God said. Amen. Don't give up your destiny because of what people have said. You stick to what God has said in your situation. Hallelujah. Say it with me. Positive. Forward thinking. Inspiring. Don't you want to be inspired in the direction of God's will? Yes. Number four, enthusiastic. Yay. <laughs> There's some Christians that need to put the lemon juice down. You put a sticky note on every mirror. Just saying something like this, uh, remember you are a Christian. So smile. Be enthusiastic. Stick one somewhere else that says, remember you are born again. You are going to heaven. Amen. Get a little bolder. You are the head, not the tail. Above only, not beneath. Are you here today? Well, I need somebody else to do that for me. Well, welcome to true Christianity. Where you get born again and you take responsibility for your own mentality. Glory to God. But enthusiastic. Church this morning. Amen. Tithing time. Pot roast time. Finally got a rise out of dealing over there. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> you're slow, but you're worth waiting for. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> enthusiastic. In theos. In God. If anybody ought to be enthusiastic, it should be us. Well, I don't like this season, Pastor. I'm tired of this garbage. I had enough of this nonsense. If I've heard this once, I've heard this a thousand times. I am so over COVID. What's the alternative? No, you're enjoying it? It's crazy. But he's still on the throne. He's still the Alpha and the Omega. He's still the beginning and the end. He still is your Lord and Savior. You still have all the promises of God, and they don't bow to COVID. So you can be enthusiastic. But if you're walking around for weeks or months without an enthusiasm in your heart, you're slipping into negativity. These are evidences of the genuine, authentic, amen, victorious spirit of faith. This is the victory, the Bible says, that overcomes the world. Even our faith or our believing God. Your job, your, your, you know, your role is to monitor the condition of that heart and say, you know what, something's not right here. And enthusiasm is a pretty good place to start. Number five is confident. Say it, I am confident. I'm confident in God. Confident in his word. You may sit there and think, well, I don't know how God's going to deal with this thing, how God's going to turn this situation around. Uh, listen, a lot of people are focusing on their brains and what they can think instead of seeking God. The answer is not with man. 
I said the answer is not with man. The answer is with the Lord. And wisdom is coming. I said wisdom is coming. I said wisdom is coming. Hear the word of the Lord. Wisdom is coming to this nation, says the Lord. Wisdom is being deposited in this nation, says the Lord. With the enemy went to harm this nation and its people, God says, I'm about to deposit the wisdom that will drive this wickedness out of this land. So rejoice and be thoroughly glad your God is not absent, your God is not on vacation, your God is not sleeping, and neither slumbers nor sleep. Your God is actively depositing the wisdom into the hearts of those that will listen to him, says the Lord. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Come on, let's bless the Lord for a moment. Thank you, my Father. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Father. Number six, you walk out of the house and you're bold. You're not, you know, willing back against the threat of the enemy or what people don't like you saying or how you're living. No, a spirit of faith is different. You're bold just like Caleb. He told the people to hush. That's a pretty dangerous thing to do because these are not just friends. These are warriors. And oftentimes, when you're on the wrong side of an argument, you don't return home. But he is bold to speak on behalf of God. And that's the message for you and for me. No matter what kind of pressure, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what happens, at the end of the day, you stay in a place where you're speaking for God. You are courageous, number seven. How does that happen? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the what? By the word, what's, what's interesting to me about Caleb's story is that he has to go through this meandering with the rest of the people, but thank God he was alive. But after 40 years, you know what he says to Joshua? I want my mountain. I want the land. I'm going to go get it. And guess who is still there? If all the ites were there 40 years later, how many more ites do you think were there? The opposition, still there. The challenges, still there. And yet he was up to the task. And he was 80 plus years old. Look at somebody and say, what's your excuse? Come on, tell somebody else, what's your excuse? Say this with me. Caleb had a spirit of faith, not a spirit of negativity. Say it with me. He's positive. Forward thinking, inspiring, enthusiastic, confident, bold, courageous. And who decides which one you are? Say it with me. I'm either in negativity or I'm in the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says that we have this same what? We have this same spirit. We are people of the spirit of faith. We know that people of faith have the word of God in their heart, but also where? With this same spirit of faith, we believe and we speak. I want to help you for just a moment cultivate this, this spirit of faith. I want to talk to you about three dimensions of the spirit of faith that will help you uh, when you're dealing with things that may be slow moving in your life. Turn to somebody and tell them, cultivate and maintain the spirit of faith. It's not rocket science, but number one, you need to think biblically. You need to think biblically, which means you need to know what's in the Word of God, and you need to make sure that you harness your mind to what the Word of God says, renew your mind to what God's Word says, and stick to it. Now, 
if you've gone down this path of thinking ungodly thoughts and unscriptural thoughts for quite a while, it's going to be hard for you just to stop in the middle of the road. But I encourage you, just open up the Word of God again and correct yourself. Turn to somebody and tell them, stop your stinking thinking. Come on, tell somebody else, stop your stinking thinking. And what is that? Anything that violates the Word of God. Amen. The real marvel of a situation like this and a season like this is all the great and amazing testimonies that God's going to have at the end of the day. Amen. Amen. Can you see it? This entire nation on fire for God. The power of God blowing through here from coast to coast. Yes, amen. Number two, you need to speak biblically. You may have heard that a time or two. What does that mean? Caleb silenced the people when they got out of sorts. You need to silence yourself when you get out of sorts with the word of God. What did God say? And then begin to say what God said. Think biblically. Speak biblically. These are disciplines that will keep you in the spirit of faith. Oftentimes, uh, somebody getting into negativity is just an evidence that they've been outside of the relationship with the word of God. Listen, victorious people, they all have one thing in common. They have a strong relationship with God and his word. You cannot have victory in your life if you separate yourself from the Word of God. Then third thing, you need to act biblically. There's a thought where you actually do things that line up with the Word of God. Wow, amazing. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad I came today. See, you can hear think biblically. You can hear speak biblically. You can hear act biblically. But the key is to actually do these things. Amen. Glory to God. So I'm not thinking right, change it. I'm not talking right, shut up until you can. Dollar General has this amazing invention. It's silver, and it comes on a roll, about $1.29, and you can just slap it across your face. Because I promise you that if you're not subjecting your mouth to the Word of God, what's coming out of your mouth is far more dangerous than any virus. Amen. Until you can discipline yourself to talk and respond in life in a biblical way, do something about it. Hallelujah. Now, the reason I bring this up to you because in every single person's life, in every situation, there are things that uh, they seem to believe God for, and they seem to be really easy to receive, and other things that seem to be slow in coming, and some things in your life and your heart, they're never going to happen. I want to just encourage you on, on terms of, of the, the application of the spirit of faith. Write these things down. There are three dimensions of the spirit of faith that you need to master. These also show and indicate just how mature you are as a child of God. Say it with me, mature. Say it with me, mature. How many know that we're not supposed to stay babies forever? I have a better amen than that. One more time, let me say it. Not supposed to be a baby forever. The spirit of faith is supposed to operate, first of all, in the short term. You're going to have things that you believe for in the short term, and you see them manifest. And uh, it's fun to have those victories, isn't it, church? Everybody say the spirit of faith. But, you know, there are some people that unless everything is a short-term manifestation or demonstration of the spirit of faith, they don't hang in there. They fall out. They get discouraged. They withdraw from the things of God. 
This is the very thing that they need to hear today. That faith is not about you just believing God for a week or two. Amen? The Bible speaks of people in the book of Hebrews that believed God and never saw the end of their faith. What does that refer to? Ultimately, the heavenly city. Ultimately, the promises of God. There are some things you're going to see manifest very quickly in this life. Others, number two, are going to be with an intermediate application of the spirit of faith. There's a short term, and then there's the intermediate. And you need to be growing in your faith so that you can go and deal with things that may take a little bit longer to believe God for. Now, this is particularly true when you're believing God for things that, that may affect the will of other people. You're never going to bend people to do what you want them to do. That's not going to happen. You can want it for them. And how many know sometimes we do? We want to just say, uh, I just have a message for you. You're being stupid. Come out of the rain. Amen? <laughs> and you want them to get it right now. But they may not. So if you're not careful, you'll find yourself slipping into negativity because you got some immediate results or some quick results, but now the spirit of faith maybe is relying or requiring you to believe God for something that's intermediate in terms of life. You say, well, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Because you're already doing number three. Everybody say long-term spirit of faith. Are you doing that? How many actually believe Jesus is coming back? Raise your hand if you believe you're going there one day. You're going to heaven. Come on, raise it up high if you believe you're going to heaven. How many believe he's making you a place? Do you believe that? Can anybody talk you out of that? No. You have a lot in common with people in Hebrews chapter 11 then. Here's the deal. If you can believe for a place being built for you you've never seen, you can certainly hang on to your faith for the short-term and intermediate areas in your life. The spirit of faith will show you at any given moment how healthy and sound your relationship is with the Word of God and whether negativity has entered in. And oftentimes what will happen is if I have to wait a little bit longer than I want to wait, negativity comes in, and what you do is cancel everything out you've been believing God for with unscriptural thinking and unscriptural talking. And what do you do about that? You cast that stuff to the ground, command it to die and to bear no fruit in your life. You've come too far to lose now. Come on, say, I've come too far. Believe too long. Been too faithful to lose out on God's best now. See, every day it's going to be a spirit of negativity or a spirit of faith. Well, I just want everything to happen quickly. Well, that's just not the way it's going to happen. Have you even given some thoughts of how long God's been waiting on you? Thank God he, he kept his faith. Are we... <laughs> You and I would be in a mess right now. That's our example. That's who we're supposed to be following. So let's say, may I have a spirit of faith? Not a spirit of negativity. In Jesus' name. For the short term. For the intermediate. And for the long term. No matter how long something takes, you're going to stay in faith. What's the alternative? You never... You never, ever go into negativity by yourself. You always take other people with you. Our job is to make sure we're pulling people in the right direction. Let's give him another hand clap. Give him another offering of praise. <laughs>